Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. When women lead, share performance and profits go up 50%. Results are more powerful when everyone is empowered. This is the insight that brought the four founders of Beyond Barriers together. We came from a diverse set of leadership backgrounds with a common goal, to close the gender gap at work and expand economic opportunities for everyone. Tune in each week as one of us interviews inspiring guests who share stories and cutting edge strategies that will help you learn what helped them go further faster. Welcome everyone to today's podcast. We have a special treat in store for you today. You don't have one host, but you have all three of the Beyond Barriers podcast hosts with us today, uh, Brooke, Nikki, and Monica. And we're going to be reflecting over the course of this past year and some of the podcast guests that we've had on and highlight some of the things they've said and how it aligns to what we share on the Beyond Barriers platform and what our members leverage to go further faster every day. Both of you, Nikki, Brooke, would you all like to just quickly introduce and say hi? Hi, I'm Brooke Skinner-Ricketts, president and co-founder of Beyond Barriers. I'm so happy to be here with the two of you, my co-founders today for this special end of year podcast. Um, I just love one of the things that we say and that that we heard in the introduction is results are more powerful when everyone is empowered. It's such a simple idea, um, but also a complex thing to execute. And this podcast um, is really the view, the kind of backstage view of some of business's most powerful leaders and their journeys along the way. How did they achieve? When did they stumble? And perhaps most importantly, what did they learn? And I'm so excited to be here reflecting on the amazing year that we've had um, and really highlighting some of these conversations with these just brilliant people who I feel so privileged to know. And I'm Nikki Barua, co-founder and CEO of Beyond Barriers. And when I think about that quote, results are more powerful when everyone is empowered, I'm reminded of the very thing that brought um, the four co-founders of Beyond Bears together, uh, Monica and Brooke. Uh, I'm thinking about the sketches on the window of, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and our conversations about more pie for everyone. Uh, Let's not fight over slices. I think what the world really needs is more for everyone. And in order to get there, it's not enough just to talk about what people need to do, but more importantly, help them figure out how to do it. Stories can be inspiring, but strategies, when they're actionable and you can put that into practice, really what drives change and transformation and helps people achieve their greatest ambitions and from that vision, from those conversations, we've come a long way and we've helped so many people in our community. And I'm so proud of the work we're so privileged to do, but also incredibly grateful for this amazing partnership and friendship. I think that's such an important piece of the puzzle because one, I remember that moment when we wrote More Pie. Uh, we were probably hungry, but uh, but I think that, you know, we talk a lot about the results that we achieve and the results that we deliver for our clients and for the individuals. But we are in this business to deliver, to make an impact in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. And that impact looks like more economic opportunity for everyone. Right. And so obviously, like that's something that we're delivering for our partners, that we're delivering for our members. 
but but really i just want to want to punctuate that that the four of us came together because we have a vision of a world where opportunity access is more equitable right for mm-hmm. everyone and therefore yeah. Economic results are more powerful for everyone. It's it's also uh, particularly important when you look into the future, because while there's been uh, you know uh, a lot of um, efforts into creating equitable opportunity in the last few decades, when we look at the future, the landscape is even more complex and mm-hmm. fast moving, and uh, with the advent of AI and more advanced technologies. The shape of a world is fundamentally getting redefined and there's more opportunity than ever before. But if you don't have a seat at the table to shape the policies, the products, the experiences, then it creates a very inequitable world. And it's even more important that we have diverse perspectives participating in building the future that is great for everybody and therefore also sharing the results from that. Also yeah. to make the outcomes like the the ideas get better, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we yes. want we want bolder, brighter AI. We want bolder, brighter you know technology. We want more you know that, that's truly representative um, and can serve us all. So yeah, and I think too like what we've pulled all together in really thinking about all of the inspiring guests that we bring on. It's really to tell, kind of help reinforce those cutting edge strategies and the frameworks that we share on our platform. And I think I've heard it time and time again from members, our Beyond Barriers members, of when they listen to episodes of the podcast and hear some of these guests, it connects the dots for them sometimes where you might hear of the strategy or they might see the framework and they're trying to figure out how they apply it for themselves. And then they hear from some of our guests um, how they've done it. it, it clicks for them. And then that's when they truly transform, right? Because they have all of the information and, you know, they've probably heard this information before, but not really know how to apply it. But we all know that the application of these things is what really creates that transformation. And I think I hear that time and time again. So that's part of the reason we decided to pull all of us together and talk about some of our podcast um episodes and some of the quotes that some of the individuals said that really aligned to some of our five C's and kind of share and recap high level what each C means, right? And and how people are actually applying this in their day-to-day, in their real life and being successful. Um, so with that, let's transition and let's talk about our first C that we talk about in our framework. Clarity is so important for a number of reasons, but most um, prominently, it's about knowing not only what you want to be known for, but where you want to go, right? Um, Knowing those things and being articulate about those things is exactly what's going to help you achieve that, right? And we had a really interesting conversation this year with my friend who's one of the head recruiters at SRI, which is a global recruiting firm. And we talked about kind of why um, some of the gaps exist in leadership at at different huge corporations uh, and and smaller businesses around the world. You know what? Let's take a listen to what Anna has to say about the power of clarity. It's very interesting to me how few people know how to tell their story. Yeah. And it's really important. I put resumes in front of clients every day. And I can tell you they look at the top line in the years that you've been employed and your titles and so forth. But what I do for my clients is tell the story, why they're meeting this candidate, kind of encapsulating this is what they're about, 
This is why they're in front of you. These are areas I think would bring great values. These are areas I'd like to explore a little bit more, right? That is what clients find the most value to me because they have a hard time doing. A big piece is that a lot of folks don't know how to tell their story, right? And a lot of us don't, if we do know how to tell our story, we're telling it not from our own perspective. So we talk a lot about how, you know, we're quick to, when we get a compliment, we're quick to say, oh, I have a wonderful team, right? Which is probably true. But it's also really important to recognize the transformation that you were at the helm of, right? That this is mm -hmm. what I did. This is the, these are the results that we achieved. This is the impact that I'm driving toward. Um, and also really importantly, this is what I want to do next, right? And it's not like you have to know next, 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 next. It's not like you have to know sort of mm -hmm. where you'll be in 50 years, but you do want to carve out just a vision of these are the kinds of things that I want to learn and this is how I want to grow so that you can engage the leaders around you as advocates and allies and helping you get there, right? Because when people know, A, what you're good at, um, B, you know, how well you work with others and see how wonderful you are, they're in a better position to put you in position for the things that you want. And I think mm -hmm. it's obviously really important when you're applying for jobs with a recruiter like Anna, but equally important when you're talking to your manager or your supervisor or a sponsor or a mentor about how you can get to where you want to be within the organization that you sit today. That's a great point, um, Brooke, in terms of, you know, how few people know how to tell the story and why it matters. And it's also important to recognize what a story is not. You know, a story is not a, looking at your resume and a timeline of every job, every role you've had. Uh, it's not the list of your projects. It's not um, all the things, uh, you know, the skills that you have, it's sort of like thinking uh, about a product. If you want to market a product well, you want to talk about the benefits, not the features. And it's very similar in telling your own story. Mm. You want to describe who you are, what you stand for, why that matters to you, and, you know, how you create value for others. And when you talk about it in the context of those um, values and benefits, you know, that helps other people contextualize, you know, what you bring to the table and how to collaborate with you and how to tap into your natural potential and your superpowers. But when you describe it in terms of features, here's a job I did, here's a project I did, mm -hmm. you know, it's only talking about, you know, looking back in the rearview mirror, it's not describing what stands ahead. Yeah. And, and uh, so, so much of what we do in The Power of Clarity is help people really hone in on their superpowers, understand, you know, their, uh, um, identify their North Star and understand the best path to getting there and articulate it in a way that not only excites them, but more importantly, attracts others. It's not what you do, it's who you are and the value that you bring. Yeah. And the more you can start sharing that story with others, others kind of are able to um, you basically own the narrative, right? Instead of letting others do it. So I love how uh, you both summed it up so nicely. Let's move on to power of courage and really how we leverage power of courage for our members and for ourselves of really getting us to start looking inward and really understanding of what's holding me back. But a lot of the times it's us getting out of our own ways, right, of identifying those self-limiting beliefs and um, rewriting even that, those scripts that we have in our head, those negative scripts. On episode 246, Owning Your Power, Jennifer Brown gave us a powerful mantra about courage in this clip. 
that whole expert word is really interesting or like thought leader, like sometimes mm-hmm. people respond badly to that. Yeah. And I would, I would caution everybody listening to this, like, don't be afraid of these terms. <laughs> mm, yes. Because so some powerful. of us are yeah. socialized to say, <laughs> I can't say that about myself. Like I can't mm-hmm. own that. And we, more of us, and I'll say us, and let me put mm-hmm. myself in the minoritized community. Yes. Many of us need to break through and mm-hmm. we need to push. We need to claim it. We need to say, here's what I am in the conversation. Yes. Here's mm-hmm. the role I'm playing. I've worked really hard to achieve. We've probably all worked double hard and some of yes. us triple hard mm-hmm. to even be, be called these things. And, but we need more of us out front, public, mm-hmm. strong, writing, speaking, getting our thought leadership into the hands and the mm-hmm. hearts of so many people. Yeah. And so every, almost every person I talk to, I'm like, have you written your book? Have you, do you have a TED Talk? <laughs> Make that have you, have you told your story? Have you written mm-hmm. your memoir? We had to stand up and be counted. So Jennifer Brown was phenomenal and really kind of tapping into this idea of owning your strengths and owning who you are. And so many of us sometimes have this fear of self-promotion or what others are going to think or really kind of thinking about like, well, I can't own that. Or when you hear the word expert or thought leader, can you really step into that and own it? And I loved how she wrapped up her quote. She says, we have to stand up and be counted. And so really talking about this idea of, you know, getting rid of those self-limiting beliefs and really, you know, embracing your strengths and your power and really owning that narrative and standing up and standing out and not being, not being afraid to share that perspective or your perspective. And so I thought it was really, really powerful. Um, and I really enjoyed that episode with her because it made me think it resonated with, you know, me as well. I think we all sometimes fall into um, that space where we start second guessing or the inner critic starts getting louder and you've got to learn how to shut it down and tell it to take a backseat. I feel like I've seen this uh, more um, with women that feel uncomfortable about coming across as if they're bragging. Mm. And, uh, you know, in, in Jennifer's quote, she talks about embracing the idea of being a thought leader because she is. Uh, she's mm-hmm. an author. She's a speaker. She's a researcher. And uh, that makes her a thought leader legitimately. But uh, quite often we reject those labels because we are concerned about other people thinking or bragging and self-promoting. And the question to ask yourself is, why is that even a bad thing? You know, right. if you work mm-hmm. towards it, if you earned it, it's simply a way to differentiate what you're bringing to the table, not something to be ashamed of. And yeah. when we attach shame to something so important, we take away from the very thing that gives us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that that's totally right. And one of the kind of shortcuts to this when for, when we do encounter folks who are, who are just, this feels impossible to do, right, to talk about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about like talking about the impact that you created, right? It's mm-hmm. almost it's like that's once removed. <laughs> once you get practice doing that, you can start to talk about the role that you played in creating that impact, right? So if you can yes. start there, this can be a stepped approach. And like so many other things that we go through in our career fitness platform, these are practices, right? This is like mm-hmm. not something that you achieve and then you're done. This is something that we practice. And every time you get into a new role, you have to re-embody that courage, right? And you have mm-hmm. to re-embody your power and you have to think about, okay, well, how am I going to play here? And you'll come up, you'll have new insecurities and new challenges and new stakeholders, right? 
Um, but the more that you practice each of these C's, um, the easier it gets to adopt it as you continue to progress um, in your life and your career. And particularly clarity and courage also shows up so much in transitions, whether they're life transitions or career transitions. Uh, we help a lot of professionals navigate through transitions. And that's those are the moments where you know people feel like they're stuck in this space of um, not knowing, you know, all of that uncertainty, it feels risky and it feels scary. And you can get trapped in that space for a long time if you don't know how to go from where you are to where you want to be in mm -hmm. the most effective, proven way. And, and so a lot of these strategies are really designed to help you not only gain that clarity, but um, take, you know, have the courage to embark on that path with confidence, with the certainty that it'll get you to where you want to be. When you learn to own your own power, when you embrace the monikers you've uh, earned for yourself, it also gives you permission to transition from where you've been to the next version of yourself. Mm. I love that you said that. And I think I want to reinforce this idea that once you, you know, this isn't something that it's one and done. You have to constantly go back and revisit clarity. And like you said, with every transition, every new role, every new something, um, we have to step back and think about, okay, let me gain some clarity here. What I want to be known for in this role or in this moment or in this chapter. And so I think it's what we constantly tell our members is that it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you will build over time, but you have to flex it more, you know, more sometimes <laughs> during certain transitions. And if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. What if you knew exactly where to focus to go further, faster? Imagine having clarity on your strengths and barriers and the ability to take action and gain unstoppable momentum to deliver results in advance. Take the Beyond Barriers Momentum Metric Quiz to get a personalized report on the five C's, core categories used to measure and accelerate success. Visit gobeyondbarriers.com quiz to get your report today. So the next one is the power of conviction. And this is all about having conviction about the choices you're going to make that are in alignment with where the world is headed. Quite often, we find ourselves in a career where we're so busy, focused on what we're doing, keeping our head down, working hard, being excellent at what we're great at today, but we lose sight of where the world is headed. And when there's a shift that happens, especially ones that are sudden, think about the pandemic and how it upended the world, um, you know, we find ourselves unprepared. And so it's really important to run two races at the same time, being great at what you're doing today, but also being prepared for what you uh, want to be doing tomorrow. And in order to do that, you have to have an eye on the future, know where the um, trends, uh, emerging trends are, knowing what competencies you're going to need for that. And being able to adapt quickly to that change, being agile and developing a learner's mindset and constantly thinking about, you know, what comes next. And when you have that uh, ability, you are truly future ready. So it doesn't matter what kind of change happens. You can always take advantage of that change and turn those obstacles into opportunities. In this next episode featuring Hewitt Packard Senior Vice President Krista Satterswaite, she shares a bit of how she utilizes the power of conviction to stay future ready. 
I have this presentation I do, which is called the 10 things I wish I would have known earlier in my career. <laughs> and one of them is about the growth mindset. Mm. And when you look at the growth mindset, you can't lose. You just learn. So mm -hmm. the whole idea of it is to learn as much as you, you possibly can. So if you're in that person in a meeting that knows less than anybody else knows, you're growing more than anybody else in that meeting is. So if you look at it, you know, everything through a growth lens mm -hmm. makes you feel better about everything. And so really thinking that she was talking about adopting the just-in-time learning and that you can't know everything just because of the way that the world is constantly changing. And it makes you feel better if you adopt this idea of curiosity and always wanting to learn more and that it's actually better for you to have this, you know, smarter people around you because you're constantly learning and leveling up yourself. And so I just love the way that she framed it. It normalized this idea that you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. But if you have that hunger to constantly learn and you're always curious, then you're probably going to be learning more than the people around you. And so I thought that that was really powerful, the way that she reframed it. It's also another way to think about reframing success and failure in a whole different way. Instead of thinking of it as I succeeded or a fail, you're either succeeding or you're learning. Yeah. You know, so there's this opportunity to learn and grow from that failure. And it uh, removes the stigma around failure and allows you to take more risks. Yeah. I think it's also, I mean, we see this so much with uh, um, folks that we work with at a more senior level. And this has been my personal experience too. Like at some point there's a, there's a shift that happens where you realize it's not the achievement that you're chasing. It's the experience and the growth, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh -huh. There's, yeah, I feel like for me, at least, you know, early career, I really was convicted around like more bigger, bolder, better, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then at a certain point, I realized, you know, I, I, I have less to prove in terms of the achievements that I've racked. And I'm more focused on how am I growing? How am I becoming a better leader? How am I becoming a better person? Right. So I think that that is as much about sort of seeing around the corner as about, you know, recognizing kind of what matters to you. Okay, so moving on to power of commitment. So power of commitment, we wanted to highlight the episode that we had with Ileana Quinones, where she talked a little bit about how she actually executes and how she for herself came up with her own kind of system or framework or acronym that she calls DARA. Let's take a listen to CEO and founder of IQ Accelerate, Ileana Quinones herself. I do actually have a, even an acronym for that for myself, which is called DARA. I call it DARA. Which uh -huh. is D E A R A. D stands uh -huh. for defining a smart goals, right? They have to be specific, measurable. The A stands for adjusting those goals, right? Because as you start working towards those goals, sometimes they have to be adjusted, right? Whether yeah. the time gets adjusted, the goal, the mission. Um, the R stands for recognizing the progress towards those goals, right? Because I think that's one of the things that can keep fueling yourself, propelling forward, not mm -hmm. just waiting for the big milestones to be accomplished, but <laughs> recognizing the progress you're making yeah. towards that. And the final A for me was, and especially when, when you go through tough times, is having an accountability partner, making mm -hmm. sure that you stay the course and have someone that you can bounce ideas from or off and then someone who can keep you on track, right? Mm -hmm. Who can keep you accountable for those changes that you're going to do for your own benefit and for the benefit of others, right? I thought her framework, that Dara framework was really interesting and was a really nice, um, supplemental add to the way that we break down and we help our, you know, members on the platform think about truly executing, right? Because when they gain the clarity, 
of what they want to be known for and that North Star and the courage to step into it and really embracing this idea of constantly learning, then it's like, okay, now I need to make the plan, right? The plan to get to where I need to go. And so I loved um, how Ileana broke that down for herself, how she took what she learned in our on our platform and then created her own uh, framework from that as well. So I thought that was interesting how she did that. And, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I think uh, adjusting goals is uh, really important. And it's one of the things that uh, people often don't do with their goals. Like we set a you know, really big goal and fail to adjust it to the realities of what might have changed. Everything is constantly changing around you. But when you don't adjust those goals, you're essentially um, setting yourself up to fail and feeling like a failure throughout, as opposed to saying, okay, you know, I'm set a goal based on a certain set of uh, conditions that existed at that time. But if things have changed, make sure you adjust those goals so that you're set up for success. And success isn't about whether you achieve the goal or not. Success is being able to stick to the plan and be consistent mm-hmm. in your execution versus feeling like there's no chance of me hitting that goal, so I'm just not even going to try. Okay, so we, we talk a lot about how we set goals. There's this depressing and horrifying statement, of, statistic about goals, which is 92% of us actually don't achieve our goals. And I think that's in part because we don't calibrate them appropriately. But I think the other reason that we don't achieve our goals is because we don't set ourselves up for success. And one of the things that we encourage folks to do is to clock a rewards catalog, right? So this can Mm -hmm. be big and small. And it can be, you know, I'm going to go get a pedicure when I finish this deck. Or it can be I'm going to take a walk around the block when I get this meal out. But really giving yourself the both the psychological, but also the, you know, sort of adrenaline rush of not only do I get the satisfaction of completing this thing, but I'm going to reward myself something. And we actually had a really interesting team conversation where we were talking about how we get so motivated and excited by new creative, new creative ideas and new creative concepts and creating new things. And we want to be as excited about executing our everyday. And so we actually you know, a couple of years into this, we were talking about establishing our team rewards catalog, which I, I love that idea of having a rewards catalog that we share. It was kind of ironic that it took us two years to realize that we needed to do that for ourselves. But I think, you know, thinking about and it sounds really trite and it sounds a little bit pithy, but it feels really good when you actually pick one of those rewards and you do do it for yourself. And again, it doesn't have to cost anything. It doesn't have to be a major thing. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but just something little where you're acknowledging because that not only wires your brain, but also makes the satisfaction just that much more engaging. Yeah, that's my favorite part of goal setting. Or like our favorite reward could be just eight hours of sleep. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay, so let's move into community, right? This is about belonging and leveling up together. And it's not just about building a strong community. It's about figuring out how to leverage that community. Community is as much about receiving as it is giving. And so many of us have, uh, you know, we're surrounded by wonderful people who we would do anything for. But when asked, when was the last time that you asked your community for help? Um, it's often crickets is what we hear, right? So community is really about kind of building that social capital and thinking about how do we leverage the community around us um, while we're also giving to the wonderful people who surround us. Yes. And 
one of the episodes that we had with Erica Irish Brown, who's a city's chief diversity officer, I really loved how she talked about that. Let's take a listen to that episode where Erica talks about the importance of community. The other thing that I learned along the way is that nobody does it on their own. And very often women and people of color are reluctant to ask for help because they view it as a sign of weakness. Yes. Perhaps that they are less than. And I think what the real secret is that everybody's asking for help and getting help. Mm -hmm. And therefore we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage when we're not asking for help, when we're not being for mentors and sponsors and asking all the right questions yes, and creating the right allyship and collaboration to move forward in our work and ultimately our careers. Yes. So I think that's really important as well and something I know that I didn't realize until I became much more a senior person. And if you're not constantly looking for mentors and sponsors and advocates and asking questions and creating allyships with people and collaborating, then you're ultimately going to sell yourself short. And so I loved how she normalized this idea of asking, because if you're not asking, then you're getting left behind. And that was such a powerful, it really resonated with me because I've always struggled with asking for help, right? And I've always struggled with feeling like I needed to either figure it out on my own or do it myself and realize that I'm putting myself at a disadvantage by not reaching out to people who could help me go further faster. And I think that's what we are now helping others really learn how to do um, on the platform of how do you leverage community and um, make it this just like priceless resource that you're using over and over again. It's also important to remember that learning through your community and through your network is the fastest way to learn. Um, When things are changing really fast, you can learn from static sources, like just reading a book that was published, you know, five years ago or things that are already outdated before they uh, get in your hands. But when you are uh, able to tap into the hive mind of a collective network Mm -hmm. with diverse perspectives and experiences um, and really curate um, different types of thinking and develop your own perspective, um, you'll be better for it because you're going to learn faster. You're going to get richer perspectives and you'll be able to uh, build off of other people's experience and wisdom and apply it in your own work. And that's why when we, on our career fitness platform, that's a big part of what we enable is you're not just going through you know, getting help with the strategies and the actions that you need to build up a new career, uh, career but you're also doing it you know, with a community, with a cohort, with a large global network that is helping you tap into that collective intelligence and always be future ready. I love being in community with the two of you and our broader team and of course our amazing Beyonder community. Um, This has been so fun just to take a beat and talk about and reflect on the year that has been. Um, One of the things that we do as a team uh, when we think about the year ahead is to come up with an anchor word. So each of us defines an anchor word that we're going to use for the year ahead, right? Where do we want to focus? How do we want to define the experience of the year ahead? And how do we want to help ourselves live into the clarity that we've defined for ourselves? So I thought we'd end by just going around and sharing each of our word for next year um, and just share this exercise with our listening audience with hopes that you can put it to work 
offer you as well. So I'll start. My word for 2024 is simplify. Mm. Awesome. Tell us more about that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I- I'm a little bit of a chaos monster. I'm really happy when I'm doing lots and lots and lots of things. And uh, I'm also acutely aware that multitasking is not a thing and magic happens in stillness. And so for 2024, I'm going to be really, I've known this for a long time. I learn it every single week, but, but I'm going to be really intentional about simplifying and really focusing on the handful of things that really matter to me, which are, you know, my family, this business, my health was really it. So mm. uh, I guess I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Monica? My word for the year is, is shine. Uh, kind of a take on Amplify. I need to be more intentional on picking my head up out of the weeds uh, because this past year has been a lot of uh, building and a lot of, you know, working and and, and creating. I haven't been practicing what I pe- preach about this idea of self-promotion and and just really connecting with community and getting out there more. And so I really wanted to be more intentional on the idea of just amplifying and sh- and just shine and connect with more of our beyonders and people that we've met um, and just not get hung up on this idea of, um, you know, it's not just social media. It's really building that social capital and, and asking for help. You know, the more I can shine, then the more I can, you know, ask for help when people kind of understand what I'm doing, where I'm going, and they can kind of come on the journey with me. So it's all about shining. Owning your voice. Yeah. Owning my voice. Finding my voice, right? (laughs) And and owning them. Yeah. Uh, Well, my work for 2024 is peace. And uh, for the past month, I've uh, gone through a whole bunch of different words that I was trying on for size, but um, I uh, realized it's peace. Always said a word of the year for gosh, last 25 years. And most of them have been very externally focused achievement or ambition or something that I needed to build towards. And, you know, what this word represents for me is um, alignment, inner alignment. Um, and it's also about faith and trust and, you know, the way things are meant to unfold. And from that place of peace comes power. And I'm excited about what that will lead to for our mission, uh, this big vision that we have and for this incredible team and beautiful community that we're blessed to be part of. And I'm so grateful for all of you. My grandfather would call this a mutual admiration, a media of the mutual admiration society. (laughs) Yes. Well, this has been fun. Yes. Thank you both. Yes. yes. Thank you. And thanks to all of our all of our loyal listeners. We're so glad to be in your circle and have you in ours. That's right. Yes. And all the incredible guests. We're close to 300 episodes. And uh, yes. You know, um, when the fact that we're a talked about podcast that people aspire to be on and get featured on and the amazing leaders whose stories and strategies we're able to share. It's pretty cool. Yes, it enriches us every day. I love it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Beyond Barriers podcast. 
There are thousands of podcasts out there, and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and tell a friend, or share what you've learned on LinkedIn and tag us. We love hearing from our audience. Visit us at gobeyondbarriers.com, where you can subscribe and find show notes, links, and the best way to connect with our guests.